I was rushed to the hospital and they checked all my blood levels and they said, you have zero iron, you have all of these nutrients that you're deficient and you're not going to be able, you can't sustain this. You have to eat food. Um, So at that point, I realized that I had gone too far. Losing weight isn't easy and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now, your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with myself, Carl, your host. It's cold outside, but we have got a fantastic episode for you today, and I'm welcoming Jesse to the show. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Hi, Carl. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to have you on the show, and thank you for, for joining us. I think you've got a, an incredible story to tell, and not only that, Something quite inspirational regarding marathons that we're going to jump into a little later as well, which I uh, I think I'd prefer to listen to than actually take part in, but um, we'll, we'll see there. Uh, so Jesse, tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. Um, my name is Jesse. I am 43 years old. I am married with one daughter. She's 10. I currently live right outside of Atlanta. I moved here about a year ago. Uh, before this, I lived in Boston for about 13 years. Um, so the warmer winters are definitely something that I'm enjoying for sure. And um, that's about it. That's pretty much me in a nutshell. Fantastic. Thank you. And it's great to have another episode with featuring somebody from the US because I, w- I won't lie to you I-, I started in my comfort zone of interviewing only people from the UK and little by little I'm, I'm stretching those horizons a bit more and, and pushing those borders so it's uh, it's great to have you on the show. Oh, thank you. So Jesse, let- let's talk about before we talk about your your weight loss and your, your journey of-, of how you got to where you are today could we start by maybe giving a bit of backstory and, and talking about perhaps your challenges with weight until in leading up to the moment where you'd perhaps decided that you were going to make some changes? Sure. So growing up, I definitely was um, always a little on the heavier side. Um, I definitely have always loved my food. So I was, I never had any restrictions. Uh, When I turned 16, I got a job at McDonald's and I definitely didn't help my situation at all. Um, so working at McDonald's, I ate everything you can imagine. Um, my biggest vice, I think, was Coke. I used to drink Coca-Cola like it was water. I mean, every few seconds, I would just take a drink. I would eat cheeseburgers like for a snack on my way to a meal to meet a friend. Um, I definitely had no um, restrictions at all. And um, I got up to um, my graduation, my high school graduation. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And my parents never pushed me to go to college. Nobody in my family had ever gone to college. So I decided I wanted to maybe follow my father's footsteps and join the military. 
So I decided I knew where the recruiter was. Um, after I graduated high school, I went to his office and all I wanted was information. I wanted information about what I could do to join the military. And the first thing he said was, follow me. And I followed him. He took me to a back room. He put me on a scale and he said, Jesse, you weigh 250 pounds. This is how much you need to weigh. Come back to me when you weigh that much. So really it was, <laughs> he didn't give me any information at all. He just told me that I was too big um, to even talk to. So I went back to my job at McDonald's and I thought about it and I said, you know what? I think um, I want to lose weight and not because I wasn't happy with my weight or that I felt unhealthy. Like I was completely, I, had the, I felt like I had the best life. I had lots and lots of friends. I had a boyfriend. I thought I was beautiful. Like I definitely felt happy in the weight that I was at. But I think just the simple challenge of not being able to do something because of my weight is what motivated me to start something different. So um, in the next year, I was able to lose 100 pounds in the year. And uh, it was a small town. And the recruiter saw me again. And he said, oh, my gosh, you look amazing, Jesse. You should come back and talk to me. And I said, you know what? I think I'm actually going to go to college. And I became the first person in my family to go to college and graduate. I, I love that story. I, I love the fact that your your motivation to lose weight didn't end up actually resulting in the direction you were setting out for in the first place. Can I ask, how did it feel? Obviously, I can see that it motivated you to lose weight, being told that you couldn't do something. But was it difficult? Like, was it a knock on the chin to, to be told that because of your weight, despite feeling how happy you did and how great your life was, that it was restricting you? Yeah, I definitely was surprised because no one had ever told me that I couldn't do something because of my weight. Um, and I never, I mean, to be completely honest, like I never saw my weight as an issue because I felt like I had, you know, I had a job, I had friends, I had a boyfriend, I had, you know, everything that I needed. I had fun every day. I, I was positive still. I was like the happy person all the time. And I never had anyone tell me I couldn't do something because of the way that I looked um, or because of my weight. So I definitely was surprised by that. So I took it on as a challenge and went from there. And, and you said you, you lost in a year, you lost 100 pounds. I did. Yes. And, and how did you do that? So, you know, I, I did it on. <laughs> I really, really thought, Jesse, what can you cut out? of your diet that may not be very healthy. Pretty much almost everything that I was eating <laughs> was not healthy. <laughs> Pretty much working at McDonald's was like very hard for me. Um, so I decided to cut out the things that I ate all the time. So first off, soda, Coca-Cola. That was something that I drank consistently every day, multiple times a day. So I just removed that. Pizza. I loved pizza. And at the time, I could eat a large pizza so fast by myself with nobody helping me. And I decided to stop eating pizza. Meat. Red meat. I did not 
I ate hamburgers, like I said, for a snack. Um, I used to love steak. I loved every type of meat you could think of. I decided to just stick with uh, no red meat and just chicken and fish. Um, so I decided to do that. I think those are the only things I really cut out my first year. And the weight just really fell off. No exercise, no nothing. It was just cutting out the really bad, oh, desserts. I stopped eating like cookies and cakes and those type of things. And I remember my sister actually saying one day, uh, she said, Jesse, we're having lasagna. Do you want lasagna? And I said, I don't like lasagna. Because in my head, I just made it into a mind game where I didn't like those foods anymore. So I told her, I said, I don't like lasagna. And she was like, since when? That was your favorite food yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I mean, if you if you look at the, the the limited science knowledge that I have, but like break down what you've explained to me, what you really did there is is you made some some sacrifices on the food you were eating a lot of to eventually reduce the calories that you were eating and put yourself in that de- deficit to lose weight. But things like pizza, things like cookies, burgers for snacks, soda, all of these things are, are quite calorific and, and quite high. So I can understand completely by cutting those out and having the discipline to cut those out, why all of a sudden your body would have reacted in the way that it did. And um, I, I almost want to, ch- I know this isn't the, the right podcast for it, but I almost want to challenge you to eating pizza because I myself, <laughs> when you were talking about McDonald's, was sitting here nodding my head because <laughs> I worked for six years for Domino's Pizza. Oh, yes. And the fact you said, you know, you could eat a large pizza so quickly – I used to inhale pizzas in my break, you know, <laughs> because there'll be a couple left over or somebody hadn't collected it. And it'd be a case, you know, we'd, we'd among the staff share the pizza. So I got so used to quickly in between phone calls, in between making pizza, you'd go and have a couple of slices and do it. And like you said, baby, it becomes habitual and you end up doing it every shift, every day that you're working. And I was working there full time. So I was eating at least five or six pizzas a week, which is not good. No. <laughs> um, and then when, funnily enough, when I left Domino's Pizza, I lost weight. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so the fact, you know, by making those sacrifices and you said it was without exercise or anything, it just goes to show really how important diet is. And and by making a few small changes, it can have such a big impact on your life. It definitely did. So how old were you when this all happened? Did you say you were 19 or 20? 19. You were 19. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was when you were 19 and then you went to college. And then I went to college. Yep. Um, so I definitely, you know, you and I talked earlier about having an obsessive, like my addiction, addicted mind. Um, so I definitely became an addiction of, you know, what I was eating when I was eating it. And it definitely got to a point where it was too much. Um, I was, barely I I didn't I wasn't exercising and I was barely eating anything um so I had restricted myself at that point I had got down to about 130 pounds so I had lost way over 100 pounds and I was at school and I was walking to a class and I felt really dizzy and I just passed out I was rushed to the hospital and they said, they checked all my blood levels and they said, you have zero iron, you have all of these nutrients that you're deficient and you're not going to be able, you can't sustain this. You have to eat food. Um, So at that point, I realized that I had gone too far 
Um, and I was getting a little bit too crazy with it. So it was time to kind of change the way that I was doing things. So I started to eat a little bit more. And at that point, it was probably towards the end of my college career is when I decided that I needed to exercise. Um, so I worked out and I ate more, but, but I was still, I still ate the same things. So I ate, I ate a lot of fruits and vegetables, chicken and fish all the time. And, but I exercise now. So I felt a lot more healthy. And did that give you, and, and I'm asking from my own experience of this year, actually, did the fact that you started exercise give you more confidence to, to eat more in terms of, you know, and this was a conversation I'd had with, with a nutritionist recently, but it's almost like you, you give yourself permission. Okay. I'm fueling my body now because I've got this purpose because I'm training, because I'm doing exercise. It's important. But I eat. And it kind of gives you a reason and purpose to start eating better and more. Yeah, it definitely gave me a little bit of a healthier view on the food that I was eating for sure. Um, I don't think that that relationship got better until a little bit later. Um, but it definitely made me feel a little bit better once I started exercising for sure. That's great. And so that, that was, that took you through to the end of college and yes. did you, did you, did you find that you'd naturally gained weight with training and, and eating more after the, the health scare that you had? Yeah, I definitely did. Um, and I got up to 150, so I gained like 20 pounds. <clears throat> but that was kind of where I felt like I was supposed to be. Um, and I felt a lot healthier. And then from there, I graduated um, college. I moved out to Arizona. And in Arizona, I actually um, didn't have a gym. So in college, I used the, the gym at college, so it was free. So I moved to Arizona. I didn't have a gym. I didn't have any money for a gym membership. Um, so I went with my mom every day. She actually goes to a, a thrift store uh, in Arizona every single morning. And it's about a mile away from her house. So I said, you know what? I don't have money for a gym membership, but it's outside. Outside is free. So I can just go outside and, and try to run. And, I, and previous to this, I never, ever, ever ran. Um, I was the person in high school that in gym class, if they said we had to run, I would pretend like I was sick. I wouldn't show up that day. I wouldn't. I would get physically sick if they said that we had to run. There was no way I could run a mile. Um, I could not do that. And so here I was in Arizona, no money, no gym. I wanted to exercise. So I said, let me try to run to this thrift store that's a mile away. Didn't quite make it my first few times all the way there, but pretty soon I was able to run there. I rode with her back home. And then pretty soon I got to the point where I was able to run out there and run back. So I was able to do two miles. Um, so that pretty much is where my love of running started. And this is, I mean, it started as a, a run to the thrift store. And well, I mean, you can tell us now exactly how, how much that's escalated over the years. Because for anyone who visits you on Instagram, they're going to be quite impressed, I think, at your, your challenge. Tell us, Jesse, what, what is your current challenge? Yeah, so my current challenge is to run a full marathon in every state. 
Um, so I've been able to do 16 states so far, 19 marathons. Um, and I definitely never thought in a million years that that is where I would be now. I actually, um, when I was in Arizona, I was able to do a 5K with my work. And I didn't think I would ever be able to run more than three miles. <laughs> that to me was like the most. Um, I did that every year when I lived there. And then I moved out to Boston. And in Boston, they have an amazing half marathon in downtown Boston that I ran every year. And it was a half marathon. And I thought that was incredible. I would never be able to run more than 13 miles. I did that for several years. And then that's when I realized I needed to have a bigger challenge. And that's when I started to uh, decide I wanted to run marathons. And my first one was Disney World, my favorite place in the whole world. And that's where I was like, I just fell in love with the distance, the finish line feels. I just couldn't explain it in words. Um, it was just amazing. So Jess, with, with this, so, you know, it's very respectable for someone to do one marathon in their life, but to be willing to do 50 and setting yourself that challenge, it's not something that you can do in a year. It's something that you really commit a lot, large portion of your life to, because not only is it the act of actually running a marathon, it's not something you can just get up and do for the majority of people anyway just go and run a marathon you have to constantly train towards it you have to maintain a certain level of fitness and that's a that's a lot of commitment so how, how do you manage that right so throughout the years you know ever since I first started running till now everything has definitely changed completely um you know with my obsessive eating that I had um you know we we realized I had an addiction issue um, so I also used to um, really, really abuse alcohol. So I became alcoholic um, when I was very young. Um, I had a major problem with that and um, really realized that as I got older. Um, I am very happy to say that I've been sober now for 13 years. Um, so when my marathon running really started was when I stopped drinking and being able to have that that outlet to be able to um, have something that I am working towards, it helped me in my my recovery. Um, I really, really was able to um, just. I, one of the biggest things for me actually is when I used to drink, just the the hangovers I would get were. I couldn't do anything the next day at all, like absolutely nothing. And to be able to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to be able to get my run done before, you know, work um, definitely is something that I look forward to now where before it wasn't even a possibility. So it definitely is um, something that's helped me. Running has definitely helped me in every way in my sobriety. And I'm very, very proud of that congratulations and power to you because that is something that first of all you know overcoming alcoholism in itself is a is a major challenge and again something that does require a lifetime of commitment I think because uh, I think a lot of people assume that once you stop drinking that's it you know you flick the switch and it's just happy ever after but I, I know that that's not the case and I I, I mean I myself I, I have a family member who's a, an alcoholic so very close to myself and I know that it's one of these things, if you have an addictive personality, 
it can be difficult for a number of reasons from everything from you know where you're working to things like substances it, it it's just something that i think that certain people lean towards and, and struggle with more than others and and i think that's just genetics and, and something that we have to be aware of and, and something i think we have to accept that sometimes we just have a tendency as humans some more than others to lean towards these kind of um substance abuses and things like that but obviously it can spiral out of control very very quickly um but you turned it around. And in how many years did you say you're now sober? Uh, it was 13 years this past June. Amazing. Amazing. Congratulations. So you. You, you you decided to focus on running instead. Right. I traded one addiction for another. <laughs> Healthier <Yeah>. one. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, the fact that you found that has probably helped you in many ways. But do you mind if I ask, like, apart from the hangovers, was it really having a, a very bad impact on your life? with the alcoholism before you decided to stop drinking yeah definitely um on not just my life um definitely my friends my family um I had it, it wasn't you know my I didn't one day just wake up and say I can't do this anymore it was definitely an intervention um between my friends and family and I was very very close to losing everybody um and they pretty much told me, you know, it's an ultimatum, it's me or it's us or it's drinking. So you got to choose one. And I chose them. <laughs> and I'm very happy that I did. Um, because I definitely wouldn't be able to sit here and talk to you about these marathons if I was still drinking. Absolutely not. So when's the next marathon? February in Tennessee um, is uh, my very good friend is flying down from Boston to run with me. And it's in the mountains, so it's going to be even more challenging, very small. Uh, so we're, we're very excited. It's amazing. It's amazing. And so, Jesse, I mean, obviously, with this being a, a success story podcast, looking at weight loss and part of, I mean, your main focus from the sounds of things is very much, you know, a, a lifestyle of fitness and, and health. Do you find it easy to maintain your weight because of that or do you still have struggles sometimes with your diet and, and maintaining the weight that you feel best at? Right. So earlier we talked about Weight Watchers. Um, you know, I've done everything, everything throughout the years. It definitely has not been linear. I mean, it's been over 20 years that I lost the 100 pounds. I feel like my body sometimes still wants to get there. Um, so I actually have tried everything. You know, I have a 10-year-old, so I was pregnant at one point. Um, so losing that weight was, um, was interesting. So I did try, I did do Weight Watchers. It helped me. I was able to lose like 30 pounds that I had gained back. Um, and then one thing that I did throughout the years is I always tracked what I ate. Um, so I always kept like a food journal. I don't, I do that now, but it's a little bit different. So I did try Weight Watchers. I did that. I didn't feel like I could, I would sustain that. I didn't, not that I didn't like it. It just was very different for me. So, um, I, I decided to do some other like diets where there was one that I did when I was training for Chicago. That was a disaster. I definitely do not recommend. I was, uh, eating zero protein, just fruits and vegetables and, I ended up getting myself injured that year, had a horrible marathon, and it was all because of my diet. 
And then um, after I did a, another marathon, I decided to that it was time for me to not cut everything out and eat more. Um, that was one thing that I wasn't doing before. Um, I needed to eat to fuel so that I could train. And so I started Macro Stacks. Um, it is a online app that actually helps you um, count your macros. Um, and that has worked for me. You know, not only did it, yeah, I shed a few pounds with it, but it really changed my body around. I was able to see muscles I've never seen before. And I, I really think it's because it, it tailors to, I'm able to talk to nutritionists there. I'm able to um, eat the right amount of carbs that I need for my training, eat my protein, eat my healthy fats, and keep track of that. A lot of people can't it's, it's a lot of planning um, and a lot of people don't like that. But for me, you know, having the personality that I have, planning and writing things down is perfect. So I absolutely love it. That's great. And for anyone who's listening to this and, and isn't familiar with macros or, or tracking those or even what a macro is, I've just literally this week recorded a, a presentation and a workshop, our first ever Weight Loss Warrior Live workshop with Angie Olson, who is a weight loss and nutrition coach. And during that presentation, she actually breaks down macronutrients, which I might as well tell you are, are fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, and, and basically the purpose that they serve in our diet and how they help our body. So I definitely recommend if you'd like to get more information on that to go and have a listen. Um, and, and the app sounds very interesting and something I'm going to check out as well, actually, to be honest with you, Jesse, because this year I've actually been tracking my macros and it's something that I'll be honest with you. I focus more on my total calories and my protein as a target. Mm -hmm. And as long as I hit my total calories and hit my protein, I kind of let the carbs and the fats kind of just fall into place. Depending if it's a day that I'm training in the gym, um, I might find that I have you know extra carbs and less fat. Or some days it might just, it, I really don't focus too much on carbs and fats, but just aim to hit my protein target every day and aim to hit my overall calorie target every yeah, day. And that seems to work. Right. Same. It's so important. Um, I didn't realize it. I definitely, before I started that, I was not eating... I was not eating enough, especially for my training. Um, at, you know, right now I'm able to eat enough protein and, and knock on wood. Since I started the macro stacks, I have yet to be injured during a training session. Um, but before that, I had an injury almost every single training season. So I definitely um, recommend doing that. And of course, for me, it's always going to change. You know, I have long runs. So that means I'm going to have to carb up a little bit more before that and um, just recovery afterwards. So it definitely changes here and there. And what's really great about um, what's really great about the app that I do have is that you can change your activity level. So if I have a high training week, I can change that in the system. So I'll take in more calories. And, you know, it definitely is really great. And at this point in my life, Carl, it def it's not about weight loss to me. It's more, uh, it was definitely at first. Now, it's so important that I stay strong. I want to stay strong. I want to be able to do these marathons. I want to keep my fitness up and um, just be able to keep moving. That's really what I want to do. It's so important. And I think for anyone who's listening to this episode and perhaps it isn't at the same scale of 
exercise and and because let's be honest marathon running is quite an extreme end of a scale in terms of overall exercise and activity especially when you commit to doing 50 of them so i think i'm not going to say you're abnormal <laughs> be rude. Um, and I, I if i do say it, it's with the most utmost respect but i, I think for a normal person um that's the way of calling you abnormal without actually saying it isn't it so for, for somebody with a normal level of activity who isn't running marathons, I still think it's absolutely critical that you have a good diet. And I think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are currently on that journey to lose weight and are working towards a goal of finding the weight they're happy with. But it's not to say that you shouldn't focus on the amount of protein you eat or the carbs you eat or the fats you eat, no matter what kind of methodology you're using to lose weight having a little bit of knowledge about nutrition and understanding what it is you're putting into your body and how it can impact and make you stronger, but how it can give you, like you said, less injuries, how it can give you more energy, how it can improve your hair and your nails, all of these things, just having a small amount of education and taking the time to learn a little bit is very empowering. And not only that, I think it can help you on your journey and reach your goal quicker. Oh yeah, definitely. I, you know, for me personally, throughout my years, what I've learned the most is that, especially after I stopped drinking, is um, I don't want to feed my body with poison. It does so much for me. I ask so much of it, especially now in my journey to run these 50 marathons, is that I'm trying to get it to do so much. I want to feed it with the best things possible and to treat it well and give it exercise and, you know, and, and not put poison in my body. And that that's my biggest thing. And that's what I am trying to do. I think it's a great mindset to have. And, and another thing a lot of people come to me and, and message me who listen to the show talk about is obviously their emotional attachment to food and the negative impact that has on their overall health because a lot of people binge eat a lot of people are emotional eaters and one of the things that i found by having this education and respecting your body in terms of the food that you eat and like you said not wanting to give it poison i think that the minute you start treating your body as an engine that needs to be fueled with with premium fuel mm -hmm. you know it can help to reduce that emotional connection because instead of you're eating because you're sad or you're eating because you're happy. You're eating because your body needs this, this, and this to be strong. Right. And this is something that Angie Olson, this coach, she talked about as well. And this has really helped me this year because I've kind of detached myself from the food. I'm, I'm not feeding myself. I'm feeding my body. Right. And it sounds as though you've got very similar philosophy about training, about, you know, fueling your body about looking after yourself. And I think it's really inspiring, Jesse. Oh, thank you. I definitely, you know, one thing that I have to say is that um, I still treat myself. Like, I definitely am not, like, I'm not making it so I don't eat anything bad. I definitely still treat myself to some things here and there. Um, I still don't really eat pizza anymore. I, I maybe have a slice of pizza every year, maybe. Um, I... It's gotten to this point now, it's been over 20 years, and I I can't, it's almost to the point where I can't eat that, because it definitely um, makes me a little, a little sick. Um, so I, I try to stay away from that kind of stuff, only because it doesn't make me feel good. Um, but I definitely treat myself when we go on vacations, you know, holidays, um, 
you know, it's, I, I've gotten a better look at, at what, what these foods are here for. And, you know, definitely, uh, I, I'm not trying to make it so that I don't, I don't eat those good foods when I want to. <laughs> no, of course. But, but I mean, I think that's the first time you've actually mentioned a food being good as opposed to bad. Right. And you also just said as well that, you know, it helps. I, I think it creates a better appreciation of these treats, of the things that you, that you should limit. And as part of a normal varied diet, wouldn't be beneficial if you ate them all the time and in, in high quantities. Right. Um, I, on the other hand, will never give up pizza. <laughs> Never. P- people ask me you know having worked at domino's song am i not sick of pizza and <laughs> all it's done has turned me into a bit of a snob when it comes to pizza um you know i can't just order the the standard choice from a menu i have to start exchanging <laughs> items and jesse i want to ask just before we finish the the episode what advice you would have for somebody either on a journey or wanting to start a journey and keeping in mind that we're we're near the end of 2022 now it's a, it's a lot of people's moments to want to reflect and make plans and you know set objectives for the year ahead so i don't know if you have any yourself on top of the the marathons but if not what would you say to anybody who wants to do something i would say that anything is possible for any person and it takes one day at a time um every single day you have to have a goal. Um, it's about those little small goals, not the giant ones. Um, I know for me personally, it all, it started with one little 5K, or I'm sorry, not even there. It started with one, one mile. Um, and then just going up from there um, to where I am today. But um, it definitely takes one day at a time. Um, you can't get discouraged. Um, especially with me, you know, not only do I like to run, but I also like to lift weights and I lift heavy weights. And that's really when I saw a huge change in myself is lifting a lot of weights. Um, and I definitely saw the scale moving around and it's, it's, it's discouraging sometimes, but you can't get discouraged. And that's something that I tell myself all the time. And I have to just make sure that I'm doing the right things every single day. And eventually you'll see that positive outcome. Thank you so much. And and I love that, you know, just one step at a time, mm-hmm. you know, anything is possible for any person. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a great way of motivating yourself and, and also getting into the right mindset of, of believing in yourself that you can make changes and you can do things. Right. Jesse, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much. Just finally, I wanted to ask, your Instagram is amazing. It's obviously full of marathon-related items, but also just your general lifestyle and I think some inspiring posts on there to help other people. Are you happy to share that? Yes, definitely. You can follow me at Jesse Runs Marathons. And that's Jesse, J-E-S-S-I, Runs yes, Marathons. Yes, yes. Yeah? Excellent. I'll always put a link in there as well so people can click on that and come and follow you. And I'm sure if anyone's got any questions related to marathons, McDonald's, and <laughs> anything in between, they can reach out to Definitely, anytime. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you for being our latest weight loss warrior and take care of yourself. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been a thank pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. 
You can also find us on Instagram, where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.